0: Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. What if investing in each other could change the world? I'm Joel Skeen with bizradio.us, and this is The Mindful Marketplace. It is beautiful fall day here today, uh, or maybe it's not where you're at. Maybe you're listening to this and it's a beautiful spring day. Yeah, either way, <laughs> I hope you're having a good one. This is Joel Skeen from The Mindful Marketplace here on Biz Radio US. If this is your first time with us on this program, we talk to entrepreneurs, advisors, Industry leaders, investors, and economic experts who are not only solving a market problem to make a profit, but who are also solving a social problem to make an impact. It's where we can learn how to connect our money and our businesses to our values, our community, and ourselves. Um, I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, Rick Pratt is a serial entrepreneur and the head of a very exciting group called the Asheville Digital Nomads, based here in Western North Carolina. And I'm really excited to get to talk to him. But first, we're going to hit the balance sheet, the assets, liabilities, debts, and investments. So in the assets column today, I want to point to a Forbes article that I posted on my LinkedIn and that I found really interesting about employee ownership. So they talked about how employee ownership can help insulate workers and owners alike. Um, Communities that have more employee-owned businesses actually experience better employee retention, especially during economic downturns. For example, during the COVID-19 shutdowns, employee-owned companies laid off workers at a quarter of the rate as non-employee-owned companies. Nationwide, employee-owned companies are creating quality jobs and building wealth for workers daily. On average, employee-owned businesses offer better wages. In in fact, the National Center of Employment Ownership has shown that employee-owned, employee-owners make one third more than the net worths of those who do not. These increases can mean better day-to-day outcomes and long-term gains, like, you know, being able to have down payments on homes and building for retirement portfolios. So check out that article in Forbes for more information on employee-owned businesses. Uh, In the liabilities column, I want to hit on quickly monopolies. So just recently the federal trade commission and 17 states filed an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon one of the biggest companies in the world and they're suing them for monopolization and unfair methods of competition. The case states that once it achieved monopoly power, Amazon then squeezes on price through fees to its third-party sellers. At this point, the price Amazon charges these third-party sellers has grown to nearly 50% of its revenue. That means they're making just as much on the charges they sell to their on the charges to their sellers as to actually creating profit off of the products they sell in this money is estimated at 123 billion in total last year. And that pays for the quote free shipping as well as, you know, the the prime video service it's music service, Twitch and everything else that comes bundled with prime. So these third party sellers in turn raise their prices, have to raise their prices on consumer, you know, you and me, and then they send that money back to Amazon in the form of fees. Some say that that's basically just money laundering. So it's going to be exciting to see how that case develops. Um, In the debts column, I want to point out a Wall Street Journal article that says that student loan debts actually, quote, run in the family. So part of the article here says that the cost of student loans isn't just affecting young Americans. It's rippling through the generations of a family all at once, hampering their ability to build wealth and prepare for retirement. Multiple generations are struggling to get out from their own college loans, compounding unease about their collective financial future. The breakdown also creates a practical problem. The younger generation that isn't able to pay off their loans quickly without help from their parents. So then they have to get their parents involved and then neither generation is able to save as much for the future. And don't forget while we're on the subject that the mindful marketplace here has partnered with a local financial tech company, Quility, to provide all of our listeners with a free customized report on how to best eliminate personal and business debt. Usually these reports show that we can help eliminate debt in seven to 12 years rather than 30 without spending any extra money on your debt. So get control of your debt today. Go to mindfulmarketplaceshow.com and click on the eliminate debt tab to get your free report. Lastly, in the investments column, I want to highlight a group called Local Investing Opportunities Network. So Local Investing Opportunities Network, or LION, creates um, opportunities for local businesses, nonprofits, and citizens to network. The members consist of local citizens who support local businesses and invest their money locally, putting their investment money to work within their community rather than just up on Wall Street. Keeping the funds local facilitates greater economic self-sufficiency, job growth, economic development, and a dollar multiplier effect whereby a dollar kept within the community can be spent many times over for a far greater benefit than a dollar invested away from our community. Investments are made into local businesses and housing projects as well as other local projects. So check out the Local Investing Opportunities Network to learn more. All right. That is it for the balance sheet today. Um, I'm going to welcome in Rick Pratt to the conversation. Rick, so glad to have you on here today. Joe, what a
1: pleasure. This is great. Thank you for the yeah. time.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad you and I got to meet through um, you know some mutual connections, and I'm really happy to get to have you on the show. Before we dig into you know, digital nomads, I, I kind of want to hear a little bit about, you know, your background. You've, you labeled yourself as a serial entrepreneur. Is that, were you making cereal or what
1: do you mean by that? Delicious software <laughs> cereal. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I've, uh, been fortunate enough to start, uh, build and uh, exit from some software ventures, uh, of different types through the years. And then in between all that, um, uh, and executive roles in other software firms along the way. Um, And this was all uh, north of Boston is where I made home. And then three years ago, we moved down here.
0: That's great. What was your connection to Asheville? What brought you here? Uh,
1: My son hiked the Appalachian Trail. (laughs) Well, that'll (laughs) do it. (laughs) uh, And uh, ended up, we came down for a week to to see him come through and then realized how gorgeous it was. And uh, we stayed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so we're going to get into the group, the digital nomads, but are you yourself a digital nomad? Was that part of the appeal of moving um, out of the Northeast and down here to the mountains of Western North Carolina?
1: Uh, yes, uh, I have been working remote um, for quite a while ahead of the pandemic, um, realizing being able to cut my own costs and reduce you know, costs of not having an office for the business I had at the time. Uh, there. And then with the pandemic, it was like, well, a lot more people are we made the move down here uh, in 2020. Um, and I needed to meet some people um, just because I'm a connector. I, you know, like to I enjoy uh, meeting other people. And I thought, well, wow, there must be a lot of other people here who brought their job with them. Um, so let you know, let's give that a try. Let's, you know, set up the remote, or the meetup uh thing and boom, it just you know, started to meet other people. It was so interesting.
0: Yeah. What was that first meetup like?
1: Uh we had 30 people uh at the Wedge Brewery. Um and you know, I didn't know you know really what to expect. Again, I was just looking to meet people and drink beer. We do that <laughs> well down here, right? Um <laughs> and yep. uh But the best part or the really interesting part, because I've been in many meetup uh, groups was 30 people registered and 30 people showed up and like, okay, that's not typical. No. Uh, And, uh, and the other part of that was some of the most interesting people, um, again, from Boston, um, I'm very used to all tech meetings and all dudes. And this was gender split. It was every career I could think of, of people there, Um, very uh, great dialogue and interesting conversation. And, you know, after a couple more of those at almost 100 percent attendance, it was like, wow, there really is something going on here.
0: What do you think that is? What is it that's going on? Because you're right. I've I've tried to host uh, meetups and things like that before in the past. And if you get half the people that registered to show up, that you you feel like you won. <laughs> what do you uh, what What is it about this group that you feel like has attracted, and why do you think it's growing so much?
1: Uh, so the first part in those early meetings, it was 2021, so post pandemic. Yeah, I think that contributed to people wanting to get out and, you know, socialize. So that obviously helped. Um, but our core group, which, you know, we call ourselves digital nomads and that's branding. It's all about remote workers. Um, and that could be, you know, remote hybrid traveling, no freelancers, solo entrepreneurs. Uh, so we bring those people together mostly because these are isolated people in their office. So, you know, there's a lot of pros, uh, positive things for remote working, but one of the negatives is isolation. So that was our first thing was, well, let's have a way for people to communicate and get together. And, and then it just kept snowballing. We were very intentional on having a a warm, welcoming, uh, you know, inclusive environment. And it just helped get things rolling.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like it's really evolved because it's not just people meeting up to hang out and talk and kind of do that sort of social interaction anymore. It seems like it's really evolved into a lot of different, uh, you know, tentacles or branches from there.
1: Um, As we grew. And so this was a little more than two years ago, as I mentioned, in 21, you know, this last week we crossed over uh, to 2000 members in the group. So wow. pretty rapid in 27 months. Uh, but a lot of that was just different ways to do it. Um, we we're just trying to be mostly community oriented. Uh, we wanted ground up and people just coming up with ideas. We got into community service, um, outdoor activities, book clubs, lunches, you name it, not just you know evening beer get togethers but a lot of different ways, many introverts. So, you know, the big events they didn't really love. So that's why we, you know, created smaller events to be inclusive to all of them. Um, but, uh, and I know you've been to some of these events, Joel, so it's, you know, you're, you you can see it is the intellectual capital of the group is very noticeable right off the bat, is that you have people from all over the country who desire to live here, But, boy, what they do is so intriguing and interesting. Um, And so we've leaned into that more. Um, Most recently, over the last few months, what we call the learning collaboratives of getting people to talk about various topics that cut across everyone's career. We started with AI um, and how people can use AI in their career. And then, uh, most recently, we started a leadership one Uh, and this was just dialogue for people to up their game on leadership and to hear everyone's perspective and the the questions. It's the dialogue that just raises the game for everyone.
0: And that's what I really noticed about the group is it really seems to, I think that evolution is facilitated by that spirit of dialogue that you mentioned. It doesn't seem like you came in with a, this is what the group has to be, this is how it is, and you didn't seem to be that kind of a um, you know, dictator <laughs> type of leader about it. It seems like you've really been like, man, I just want to hold the space and see what evolves out of that. I was very impressed by the one of the recent ones I came to, um, Holly McCann, who we've recently had on the show, is partnering with you for the leadership group that you talked about. And I was amazed not only at the amount of people at a very first um, you know meetup on leadership, but just the quality of people and that intellectual capital. And I guess when you mention that, what my mind goes to is what's really the potential of this? Like what could be some of the real positive outcomes of taking all of these really brilliant, hardworking um, creative people that we do have in our town? And actually, just bringing them together in a room and kind of seeing what happens is that part of the fun for you? One
1: hundred percent. You nailed it on that one, Joel. Uh, it's this: uh, how do we use it? How do we, you know, bring it together? And then, you know, everyone talks about oh, the pluses and minuses of remote working and so forth, but no one ever talks about the impact of a community of its remote workers. And rather than having all these people spread out in all individuals, if we bring them together, I really feel that we can transform the work por- the workforce dynamics of a region um, to impact the economy of that area. So rather than just thinking about the intellectual capital of the people in the companies residing in an area, mm-hmm. now you can include you know, all these Remote workers in that conversation, um, and it just raises the game again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Where where do you see things headed from here? Because it does seem like are you are you struggling a little bit with like how to manage the quick and large growth of this, or is it is it all exciting for you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very energized um, by everything on this, Joel, uh, and it has been purposeful of um, sharing leadership so you mentioned holly you know where she took over and took you know uh, the leadership area and is running with we have the same thing happening um, with carrie with marketing ben with ai and you know people ran uh, an open mic last night and had almost 60 people show up at an open mic but someone else did that and just ran with it so it's nice to have other people who are willing to take the flag and go.
0: Yeah, well, and like I said, it seems like you're doing a great job of creating that that space and that environment for those people to really run with their ideas and to make those connections with the other people that are looking for the same thing, that are looking to make an impact, that are looking for social connections, that are looking to help really help our area and help the people in the in the community i guess what has been your biggest uh i don't know what, what stood out to you the most about the community
1: everyone's willingness to uh, connect uh and in, in share ideas it's a not business networking and we didn't want it to be the press the flesh trying to get business and you know that sort of old style um but how somehow it's just transformed to be collaborative, everyone welcoming, wants to help people, you know, the amount of networking that happens, uh, you know, some great stories of people who are very disparate, uh, uh, you know, type of people in different careers, come together in conversations, and something's freeing about that and it on, un- you know, plugs a stoppage that they may have had, and just opens up new ideas for different people. It is a joy to witness. I love connecting people like that.
0: Yeah, that has definitely been my experience. Um, I've gone to a lot of networking events and a lot of them can end up being a situation where you feel like it was just, you know, people were just there so that they could give you their business card and then Mm -hmm. move on to the next person, right? But what I experienced, I don't think I got a single business card, but I had multiple really deep connections with people, multiple enlightening conversations and multiple, um, you know, just connections that I really genuinely wanted to pursue it wasn't a situation where i was like man i i didn't really want to show up here but i felt like i had to for my business there was Mm -hmm. i left with a feeling in my in my gut that's like man i i just want to come back here and i was checking the calendar to see when the next one was you know um yeah how can people get best connected to you guys and how could people i mean it's grown to such a point where there's so many different ways that someone could get involved. There's so many different little meetups. It might even be a little bit overwhelming. (laughs) Where would you say is the best part for someone to start to actually, um, you know, dive in here?
1: Uh, on our website, uh, avldigitalnomads.org is, you know, obviously the the place to start all events, uh, they're linked there, but then run through meetup.com, um, you know, it's come and enjoy it, you know, and and witness it and, you know, take part, get connected. Um, And then my favorite part is when somebody comes to me and goes, well, what if we were to do an event here uh, at a cocktail place or something like that? And they go, well, I'll set it up. And I'm like, great, I'll help you. And then they just run with it. And so I love it when people come up with their own ideas, you know? Back a month ago it was, hey, I think we. How about we go to a baseball game? Great, let's set it up and go. You know? So, just different ways to connect.
0: Well, and I think that it's such a important thing for our community to have because of the data and the reports that have been coming out about not only the. You know, we know that there's a lot more people moving towards remote work since the pandemic, right? We know that that's happened across the country. But there's been several reports, and these aren't just listicles. They're actually based on the you know data from LinkedIn or from some other um, some other source where they talk about how Asheville and Western North Carolina is one of, if not the fastest growing areas for people who can who are working remotely. And so, I guess you mentioned earlier feeling excited by all of this. So when we think about you know the way the group is growing, and we think about how the increase of remote workers is continuing to happen. What's most exciting to you about that?
1: Uh, Taking the the concept of the collective um, and how do we grow that past Asheville? And and how do we create other communities and use their own uniqueness of why people want to live there, not just work there, and grow and connect remote workers to benefit their economy. So we've recently uh, become formal. We're now a 501c3 nonprofit. um, But we've actually done that as United Digital Nomads so that we can start building other cities uh, within our organization.
0: What excites me most about that is knowing that the direction of our society does seem to be moving us or at least trying to move us in the direction of more isolation more individualism. You know, we close our garage doors and we go into our rooms and we stare at our screens and we don't really get together and talk to people very much anymore. And what I see Asheville Digital Nomads is is a, is a way to fight back against that and to really embrace each other and to brace the collective and to remember that, you know, sometimes I forget who I am <laughs> when I'm just by <laughs> myself with my phone, right? But when I get around other people, I remember, oh yeah, I know who I am. I'm one of us. Because at the end of the day, we are each other, and so Rick, really, really grateful for the work that you are doing, and not just you, but all the other people that are taking up these leadership roles. You know, we mentioned Holly McCann; you should go back and listen to her episode. But you have lots of other people who are really helping you take up this mantle and create that collective moving forward. So, um, check out the Asheville Digital Nomads, and you can listen to this episode as well as all of our back episodes and all the other really great hosts here on biz radio. This is all entrepreneurs all the time. Um, so this is all local businesses that you can be listening to here on biz radio U S um, you can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, radio, Stitcher, all of the other platforms as well. Um, but Rick, thank you so much for being on the show here today and for everyone out there, make sure to take care of yourself and take care of someone else.